where else would you rather be than right here, right now? For Bills fans. By Bills fans. Only Buffalo is going to win it. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. Here's Brad the Bruiser Icorn. And a very special edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast as we are broadcasting from Bills Fest 2022 here in uh, Lake Pleasant, Arizona. So glad you could be joining us here as uh, we have all sorts of fun things going on right now. Cornhole tournament, live music on the way, and Bills fans galore. So look forward to uh, sitting down and having a chance to talk with uh, some uh, members of Bills Mafia here as we are happy to be here at Bills Fest here for the very first time. I know I'd seen uh, just some of the pictures and what have you posted on the Bills Mafia page on Facebook, and then, uh, you know, you really have to come out here and experience a really nice setup here, uh, big, large stage tent here as we have live music coming on this afternoon. Here with Mark Conti, a Buffalo Bills fan, and you said because of your folks, Tell us a little bit about your folks here. Well, my mother and father moved here in 1987 from Olean, New York. Uh, 75, I moved out of Olean and went to uh, uh, Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, They landed here, and they were uh, charter members of this uh, Wild West Club. Okay. And John gives them an award out every year, the uh, uh, Lifetime Membership Award, and he gave it to my mom and dad uh, back in about 2009-ish. Well, okay. And so I thought I brought this plaque and this photo of my mom and dad accepting it right here at this picnic. So um, we go way back. Now, I'm, of course, a lifetime member because I inherited the spot, you know. Uh, I keep telling my friends it's the worst thing that I have uh, could experience, but I'm actually turning into my father. And those four years that the Bills were in... Uh, uh, in contention for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, there I am wearing my Buffalo Bills uh, hat and jacket while everybody else was uh, regaled in the sponsor outfits that were provided for us to put that on. <laughs> and so I stood out like a sore thumb four years in a row. You know, TVs came down to take uh, pictures of the, uh, the event, you know, uh, uh, the running, uh, running, uh, uh, TV programs at the time, mm-hmm. and there I was on uh, reruns of our program, wearing my Bills stuff. Four days after the Bills got trounced again, <laughs> you know, and four years of having to take that with all my friends, having to do with the production of the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, needless to say, we'd have a party afterward and watch the Super Bowl together. Sure. And I was the uh, uh, goat, and I don't mean uh, the goat. Not in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Not like four the years Tom Brady in a row. Type goat. Right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know. Feelings go deep, <laughs> but that was uh, that was my Super Bowl uh, story back in the day. Very awesome. Uh, I've always been a fan. Favorite player right now? Well, I, I'm a, a Josh uh, Josh Allen, but uh, Josh and Diggs. I mean, to watch them play is amazing. Uh, I think that this year is going to be pretty spectacular. We've we've got a, a nice set of receivers. Uh, I'm, I'm sad that, uh, what's his name, uh, is not going to be with us. Uh, Cole Beasley? Or? Beasley, yes. Yeah. I spaced out on his name for a moment. But, um, yeah, I, I'm sad, sad. Well, he's not on a team right now, so well, there is potential, but I would say unlikely. 
Well, you know, I mean, Jesus' his personality, his style of play lended itself nicely to what, you know, what we did. I enjoyed, he was very entertaining to me. Oh, yeah, I liked him too. Yeah. I like, hated him, if that makes any sense, when he was in Dallas, okay. because I liked his style of play, but exactly. I hate the Dallas Cowboys. So. You and me both, brother. <laughs> I, uh, I am a Bills fan, uh, a Cardinals fan second, and okay. I am anybody who plays the Cowboys uh, third. All right. So. I'm right there with you. I lived five years in <laughs> Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, we could see uh, Cowboy Stadium from where we lived, and I hate their guts. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll never forget. I was a lot younger uh, that last Super Bowl against Dallas where we were up 13-6 at halftime. I remember just crying myself to sleep in the second half when Thurman Thomas had all those fumbles, and, uh, yeah, that was rough. So, Super Bowl Sunday, 10K run. And uh, we would have that run locked in stock, 10,000 runners, and we'd be finished. And my company would have it all packed up by 3 o'clock so we could watch it on TV. Wow. The year that uh, we played in the Rose Bowl, uh, I had tickets to the game. So I cut out right after the race was over with. We mm -hmm. drove up there after, the, uh, after staying up all night, you know, putting the run. Runs are uh, laborious uh, in many ways yeah. to produce. Uh, having said that... Um, I drank a lot of coffee and, and took off for the stadium, and I got to my seat just as Darth Brooks was singing the national anthem. And the first couple of series, it was right in front of me. I was in the end zone area. It was beautiful, and then it was a catastrophe from that point on. I'll never forget. Our first two possessions, just fine, and then the and Cowboy, the, the first Cowboys game. The 1993, right? Yeah. Yep, I remember it so vividly we just as gone, well. We'd already gone down twice. Yeah. This was their third Super Bowl, but I was there in the Rose Bowl. You were there in the, oh, wow. In the end zone watching the whole thing. Well, uh, Let, that uh, defensive uh, tackle for the Cowboys, Let, that was his name. Leon Let, yeah, we're Steve Tasker. Tasker. That strip, yep. No, that wasn't Tasker, I don't think. No, that was, was um, Don Beebe? A Beebe, I House of Speed, Don Beebe, yes. Right. Exactly. And Don Beebe, of course, he went on to uh, win a Super Bowl. Yeah, with Green Bay. He was yep. another one of my uh, – same kind of a receiver as uh, uh, the, the blind fellow we were just talking about. Uh, as Beasley, Beasley, yeah. Beasley. See yep. how quickly you forget? I'm sorry, Mr. <laughs> Beasley, but I really enjoyed watching you play. I, I, I had the chance – Five-second conversation with Don Beebe. Uh, I worked the sports radio scene in Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, no and kidding. Don Beebe opened up a his House of Speed training house in Lincoln, so we had him on as a guest, and I talked to him for five seconds. I said, hey, Don, just want to let you know I'm a huge Buffalo Bills fan. Pleasure to have you on our station. And Wow. That's very five cool. Five seconds. Five seconds. Yeah. That's, not, that's very cool. Not as cool as, you know, meeting someone like, obviously, Mark Maddox, who we have here today. Uh-huh, so. yep. He comes, uh, he's a regular here. I really enjoy having Mark when he comes, you know. We're actually well represented uh, with him here. Got to have an actual Buffalo Bill. He was something for us in the day. What other Buffalo Bills have you met uh, who have come, you know, to uh, some of these Reed, parties down here? Reed came one time. Uh, Andre uh, Reed? Andre Reed, yeah. Oh, John right arranged on. that. John's uh, quite, quite the producer himself. I heard John Fina was here one year. Fina, yep. Fina was, he's big. He was so, whew. He talked to us at... We were at a different restaurant through the COVID time. So that was the first year of COVID. Mm -hmm. But John persevered. We got together in an obscure place, someplace up in Scottsdale. But he showed up. Yeah, that's where we met him. So you've been a long-time Bills fan. Do you have an all-time favorite? Ooh, that's a hard one. But, you know, back in the day, of course, growing up, I was young and impressionable. So 
Uh, Daryl Monica has to stand out. Mm, you know, okay. I'm a quarterback kind of guy. I played a little backup quarterback when I was uh, trying right. to be a football player. I realized real soon, shortly thereafter, that me and quarterbacking wasn't my game. Hey, you gave it a try at but, least. Well, my dad was a coach, so I didn't have a choice. My <laughs> you know, right. son, yeah, then he learned as fast as I did that I couldn't hit the side of a barn from 20 yards. So uh, I became a diver, a springboard diver. I was much better at that. Okay. <laughs> but I do understand and I enjoy the quarterback play. So uh, uh, La Monica again and you know Jack Kemp, the old guy. Sure. But we've gone through you know, years and years. Of uh, one of my favorites is Doug Flutie. I still wear the Doug Flutie shirt, and I would wear that. I'd be wearing that right now if it wasn't so hot. But uh, I have my shirt for uh, games is Doug Flutie. I'll never forget they didn't play him in that playoff game. It was the biggest mistake, in my opinion, Buffalo Bills ever made. So I'll tell you this: I'm. uh, It's summer of 2000. I'm at the mall in Williamsville. And I'm all set to get my Flutie jersey. I, I go in, I'm poised, and uh, they talk me into getting a Rob Johnson jersey. Oh, yeah. And, yep. I, you uh, have I, one, huh? I, ha- well, I think I got rid of it a while ago, but I had a Rob Johnson jersey instead of a Doug Flutie oh, one. Oh, you, co- you capitulated. You should have held out. Uh, I was uh, very upset when uh, he got the call for to start that, that game. That wild card game. Yeah. Ugh. You know, we were on a roll. Doug Flutie, and I had seen Doug play. Here, when he came and played the Cardinals, uh, when they played over at the uh, ASU Stadium. Yeah. And Doug Flutie was exciting to watch. I remember that Sunday night game, I think, in the second half. That's where uh, the Bills returned an onside kick. They tried, returned it for a touchdown. I think yep. you're right. I remember watching that with my dad. I think you're vividly. right. Well, I was there with my cousin, my, uh, Mike Sinclair. He and I went down here. They were visiting for, it was a Christmas, it was sometime at Christmas. Oh, no, that was a different game. Sorry, I get my... Stadium's mixed up. Okay. But uh, Doug Flutie was uh, uh, the quarterback at the time for that game as well. I really enjoyed watching him play. And uh, his style uh, at the time, you know, running around, being able to run and throw was more unusual than it is today in today's game, for sure. Well, he had been out of the NFL for long enough that, you know, he was kind of an afterthought at that point. He hadn't done much, yeah. But he won it all up there year after year. Oh, with the Argonauts. Oh, heck yeah, he was a legend up there. But uh, didn't do a lot with, I think, the Bears and the Patriots. And then comes back. He's comeback player of the year in Buffalo. Uh, That's why fans like me, I have the box of Flutie Flakes or the candy bar wrapper. So, yeah. That was a lot well, of fun, since too. Since Flutie, uh, I have, of course, a, a, a number 12, so like, who doesn't? Yeah, uh, of course. Me, too. And then I have my Doug Flutie shirt, and I have the other one more, number 7, that that short period of time where we thought, and I forget the guy's name right now, but he was the other number 7 before Flutie. I bought one of his jerseys, and it's lost in the stacks somewhere. Who was the other number 7? Dark-haired quarterback? Uh, it's not Doug Collins, right? No. Not Doug Collins. Yeah. Not Van Pelt. Nope. Not Billy Joe Holbert. Not Rick yeah. Storm. Holy not uh, No, no, no. As soon as I leave here, I'll remember his name. But uh, I, I'm going to have to keep thinking here. Number seven. He, uh, and he and was, I can picture it in my head, yeah. too. And I and we thought he was going to be something. He was before uh, uh, Trent Edwards. Just before Trent Edwards. Trent was another one I thought was going to be. Fabulous. Oh, are you talking about J.P. Lossman? Lossman. Yeah, okay. Lossman. Uh, yeah, he had a seven. cannon of an arm and still does, apparently. Yeah. 
Yep, JP. That's the number. The other, the other number seven that I own. Yes. But I don't bring JP that out Lossman. often. Yeah. No, yeah. He didn't quite pan out, did he? I thought Trent Edwards was going to make it, but he got clocked here here at the Cardinals game in the beginning of the game, hitting the head, and they took him out on a stretcher. Uh, I, 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 my mom and dad and I, in fact, were at that game, and uh, he was never the same after that that hit. Trent Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought he was going to pan out for us, but every year's a new year, so. I still have a Bledsoe jersey. I really? Have, uh, I have a Fitzpatrick. His All right. Fan favorite. I don't know. Uh, I got that before his meltdown after he signed that contract, yeah. of course. Right. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, who I still like, too. I like Tyrod Taylor, yep. And I hope for the best for him this year. He's positioned to play some football. Yep. yep. He's up there with the Giants this year. Yep, so. yep. He's positioned to play some football. That'll be good. Yeah. How do you think the Bills offense will do a new coordinator this year here in uh, Ken Dorsey? Just, you know, I don't his know passing game coordinator last year. So Right. I don't know much about him, but I like the fact that they hired from within. within. Yeah. So because we, we've got this, uh, you know, this, as I mentioned, what I what I think is a track team sort of an approach to uh, football and that. I, I can't see us do, uh, doing anything but benefiting by that continuity. We'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I think we're going to be fine. A couple of good additions. Uh, that defense, it, we, offense wasn't the big issue. <laughs> Our defense, that last drive or two. So I think that's why Leslie Vaughn. Frazier is not a head coach in the NFL this year. Well, because yeah. <laughs> 13 seconds. Yeah, 13 seconds. So, but I don't spend a lot of time dwelling on that. Let's not. Let's not. That at the beginning of this uh, broadcast. So. No. So. Yep. Uh, the beat be goes year. on. Yes. Are you making up to the draft by any chance this year? I know. Just up in Vegas. Five, what? Five hours. No. No. no? I'm, I'm coaching right now, and, okay. and you know, uh, busy. So you all got the time. dive season right now. I'm so. right in it. Yeah. I've got a club team going on right now. We're getting ready. High school season is in the fall starts in August so I've got the off-season high school kids and a bunch of age groupers that I train up and because they all turn into high school kids one day so keep the program going when's the best time to get a kid started with diving I have two boys they're both love swimming this younger guy right here avid swimmer when's the best time to get them started with diving well I have divers as young as six years old on my team really but okay. um, the ideal uh, uh, when I get these uh, eight nine ten year olds that's a good time uh, big because they're stronger and they, they can control themselves a little better and diving is nothing more than gymnastics over water I mean sure swimming I don't really care if you can swim as long as you can dog paddle from the end of the diving board to the wall I'm good with that what yeah. I want to see is some high jumping and some acrobatics that can score points. Uh, so it's a little different mindset. We okay. get swimmers to come down and try us out all the time, but one or two times on a diving board, and they, you know. But gymnasts, gymnasts adopt real well. I love uh, when a tired, burnout gymnast walks on into the pool. All right, so now I know why I'm such a bad diver. I like to swim, but that explains why I'm probably not a very good diver. <laughs> Mark. Thanks again for sitting down uh, with me for a couple Thank you for letting seconds. me. I've had a good time. I appreciate it. We're going to be here uh, all day. So yeah, no, come no. back if, uh, if we think of any you other players. You've got plenty of fans here. I've, I've had my uh, 15 Next minutes. Next time I see you, I expect to see that J.P. Lossman jersey on. Uh, i, I so. got to find it. I did look for it. I would have brought it if I had it just because. But Now, is it a white one or is it one no, of the navy? No, it's a blue one. It's a navy blue. With the blue, red the trim. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But seven Lossman. Ugh.
And the beat goes on. All Thank right. you very much. Thanks again, Mark. I'll Had a lot of fun, sir. Pleasure. We'll take a break with more to come here from Bills Fest 2022 in Lake Pleasant, Arizona, here on the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm going to let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. Let's go, Buffalo! Let's go, Buffalo! This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. back to the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. We're talking with Jason, who not necessarily a Bills fan, but a musician who's been playing Bills Fest, you said, for about six years yeah, now, five, right? about five, six years, yeah. How did it start? Did uh, How did you get in touch with John McCartney, who was the president of the Wild West Bills Backer chapter? Yeah, a mutual friend of ours uh, turned him on to, to, to me, and he, okay. came out, he came out, watched me play, and approached me and asked if I'd come out and do this. I've been doing it now every year for him. So what's it been like for you? Have, what, talk about the evolution, what you've seen up there on stage playing, uh, looking out of the audience, how that audience has grown and developed over the years. Yeah, again, you know, I've, uh, I've seen I've see new faces. I see uh, bigger crowds coming out every year. I think he's done a good job of, of promoting it and, and putting it together, and it's just uh, a growing, it's a monster, man. So I got to ask, you know, not a Bills fan necessarily, a musician, of course, here. But do you have more of a rooting interest in the Bills having gotten a part of this at all? or You know, to be perfectly honest, man, music has always taken the driver's seat, I, and, and I pay almost zero attention to sports whatsoever. <laughs> you know, I play music full-time, and I'm always constantly, uh, almost constantly touring. I tour all over the country uh, doing this. So. All right, so I'm blown away. So for those who don't know, who those who aren't here at Bills Fest, Jason is uh, you're a one-man show, and you're playing everything. When did you start playing music? When did you get oh, the man. music? Yeah, well, music, I, that grabbed a hold of me at a young age, man. Uh, I was, uh, I think, two, My, according to the story my folks tell me, I was two, when I, and I was obsessed with what I called a tagar. Well, nobody knew what that was until finally they figured out that I was saying guitar. And so <laughs> at two years old, they got me my first guitar, and I banged on it until... You know, my fingers bled, and they finally, eventually, I was so obsessed with it, I guess they took it away from me because I wouldn't eat or sleep or do anything else. So, move ahead till about nine years old, I got my first acoustic guitar for Christmas, and just took off with that, man. I played by ear since I was a young kid, and then uh, the loop pedals became uh, available. I was in my early 20s and discovered those and, and thought, man, I could build a show out of that, you know. So now I'm using those and playing guitar and bass and keyboards and drums and vocals and harmonica and whatever I can, whatever instrument I can get my hands on, and uh, have just spent uh, hours and hours and years now of my life uh, just kind of fine-tuning it and building it into uh, the show that it is now. Is guitar your instrument of choice? Yeah, yeah, I started on guitar. That's the one that I'm most uh, fluid on, I would say, you know. Uh, but, you know, piano's a lot of fun. I started playing piano at about 12, sure. uh, just by ear. My brother's a phenomenal bass player out of southern Illinois, and uh, so there was a bass in the house at a young age. So, uh, you know, having access to the different instruments has just kind of led to what it has become. What was the more difficult instrument to learn? Uh, well, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not sure how to answer that. I think they all have their own level of 
complexity and they're they're all a little different you know right now uh you know i play a little mandolin which i don't have that with me here today but mandolin's a, a kind of a different animal than than guitar uh the fiddle is a, i would say a, a difficult instrument to uh, to play i've got a fiddle at the house nowhere near good enough to bring it to the stage which is why it's not here with me it sounds like an airplane coming down when i play the fiddle but it's it's uh it's fun it's always a challenge is that maybe something five years down the road maybe when you will see see what time will tell you know <laughs> see if i can get any better at it what uh do you have a song that you like to play here maybe like a traditional song you play every year here um, well, I'm obviously being a Bills uh, event, I always do the, the, the Bills shout theme song. Yes. You know? That's a that's a required song. Of for course, the, for, yes. For, for the event. But as far as what I play on a normal basis, man, I, I do such a wide variety of uh, genres and styles. It, it's hard to say what would be my favorite. I mean, I'll do anything from mellow acoustic, uh, kind of country stuff like that to Ted Nugent, uh, Eddie Van Halen, uh, you know Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. So it's a it's certainly a variety of, of, of styles that I like to touch on. Now, what what platforms? Where can folks follow you? Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Where can we find you online? Oh yeah. Um, well, so my name is Jason Gordon. Everybody calls me Gordo. So my website is www.jasongordogordon.com. We'll we'll take you to my website, and then okay. from there, there's links. To videos and, and Facebook and Instagram and, and, and all the social media Fantastic. platforms. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, hey, Jason, thanks again for joining us. Oh, Love hearing your, your music up there. Well, and thank you for calling me over to talk it's, to you. It's man. been a blast. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Thanks again. We'll, we'll Appreciate tune them it. back up and start rocking again. All right. Thank awesome. You. Thank you. We'll take a break with more to come here from Bills Fest 2022 in Lake Pleasant, Arizona, here on the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. And welcome back to the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast, a special edition here as we are at Buffalo Bills Fest 2022 here in Lake Pleasant, Arizona. We welcome in Mark, who is uh, not wearing a Josh Allen Bills jersey, but a Josh Allen Wyoming Cowboys jersey. No affiliation with Western New York whatsoever. None. Never been there. No. Okay. I do. You know the affiliation with uh, with Rich Foods is okay. the only connection I have to Western New York. All right. Tell us a little bit about that affiliation then. Uh, well, I, I work for Gatorade, and uh, so I do a lot of transportation. Okay. And um, we work with a group out of there called Roar Logistics, which is uh, kind of a subsidiary to Rich Foods. And it's a uh, brokerage trucking firm that they basically built to ship a lot of their foods around. Sure. And so uh, I met them a couple years ago and been doing business with them since. They've been begging me to come out for a Bills game. I'll have to get out there sometime. So I see you wearing a Bills hat today. Did that fandom start when uh, QB17 got drafted by the Buffalo Bills? Absolutely. So in full disclosure, I'm a Broncos fan. Okay. I went to my first game in 1978. Okay. I cheered for the Bills when they were playing in the Super Bowls, right? Sure. AFC team. 
there's teams in the NFL that I think we all agree we don't like. Yeah. The Bills, there's no ill will towards the Bills, and I don't think there is probably towards the Broncos. Maybe there is. But it's not like we're it's not like we're the Patriots. No. It's not like we're the Raiders. Nope. So we've got that covered up. Completely different division. Same conference, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. okay. I was a Jim Kelly fan. Um, I mean, those teams were really great. Uh, I was pulling for them all four times when they went in there, those Super Bowls to win those. So, uh, but, yeah, when, when Josh Allen got drafted, um, you know, we were watching all the pundits sort of come out and talk about his inaccuracy and all the rest of the stuff. But what they didn't see, they, they missed the intangibles of this guy. I mean, he is a badass dude. <laughs> and now he's, what, two, 260? Mm-hmm. And he'll just absolutely truck you. And all the concerns about his uh, accuracy and everything else is just, that's all gone away. Wasn't that nice to see that just go up? Oh, you know? my God. We, it just was tough watching that because we saw this kid and we knew he wins games. Yeah. That's it. He's a winner. He doesn't care how he wins the game. No. He's going to win He'll the game. He'll do whatever he can to win the game. Yeah, exactly. And he's just a good kid. I, I think uh, from what I've seen, I'm, all of a sudden I'm following a bunch of people on uh, all the social networks from Bill's Mafia. Uh, and listen, the Bill's Mafia, when Josh's grandma passed away, oh, what yeah. they did yep. was amazing. And I know that he goes to that wing of the hospital. And I know he spends time with those kids, and it's got his grandma's name on there, and it was all part of that Bills Mafia that did that. It was incredible. And on that same note, a whole bunch of people from Wyoming jumped in on that too. We're still supporting Josh Allen, and everything. I mean, he's our favorite son out of the state of Wyoming at this point. It reminded me of when I lived in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, where there was a radio station that became Alliance affiliate because Indomitian Sioux yeah. uh, played for there. It's just like Cheyenne is now a Buffalo Bills radio network affiliate, Josh Allen. It, it, it absolutely is, and, and, and they won't go back from that as long as Josh Allen is playing football. And, and I, I hope, and just I want to say this, I hope for the sake of everybody that Josh Allen retires a Buffalo Bill. He, that city and his makeup are perfect for it was like a match made in heaven right absolutely and then you throw stefan diggs in there and they become friends and all of a sudden stefan diggs you know people had said ah he's kind of rough in the locker room uh he just needed somebody like josh allen well i can tell you when i found out there's a possibility that my family and i were relocating to arizona i was like i i live five hours from buffalo how am i going to get josh's jacks Problem solved. I can get them to the Wyoming bookstore. They ship. Yeah. Good to go. Yeah. I actually went during uh, when the COVID uh, broke out. The uh, Arizona Cardinals allowed 4,000 fans in to see the Buffalo game. Mm-hmm. So I got to go watch Josh Allen play. In the Hail Murray. The Hail Murray. Uh-huh. That was so brutal. But what a surreal sight. I mean, we're sitting in a stadium of 75,000 people, and there's only 4,000 people <laughs> yeah. in there. And it was a great game, but I had all my Wyoming stuff on. Um, I was plastered in yellow, brown and gold. Good for you. Hoping he'd see it. And I was out there supporting him in enemy territory Uh out here. But uh, that damn Hail Murray was brutal. Josh, think about it. Josh had that game. He did what he was supposed to do to win that game. And that happened in that Kansas City game this year, too. I was going to say, don't they feel like similar based on the ending? Yep, absolutely. Josh did everything he could. Yeah. So, as far as the team goes next year, I think, what are people talking about as far as what the Bills need for next year? Well, QB, 
QB two or C, cornerback number two, uh, opposite Trey White. Yeah. So that's a need, uh, and maybe another wide receiver. I've heard rumbling with uh, adding Von Miller this offseason, inking in Diggs. I mean, they've done a lot of good things. As a Wyoming fan, you gotta like that they took someone from your school, your alma mater, and built completely around uh, it's, it. It's unbelievable. We've never had that happen before. They took someone right? and just completely surrounded it. <laughs> no, it's so exciting. Um, you know, we've got him, and then we got Logan Wilson mm-hmm. uh, in the league with Cincinnati. And uh, he kind of went under the radar there. He he led all tacklers in the playoffs and also led ta- all tackles in the Super Bowl. Uh, and he did that with a torn rotator cuff. And then we got Chad Muma coming out of Wyoming, another linebacker who's going to be playing here pretty soon. How about the tight end we had out of uh, Wyoming last year um, that went – he was in preseason for the Bills, and then eventually he was part of roster cuts and got s- snatched up by oh. Jacksonville. Ah. Uh, and it's painting me. I know I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, he played in Seattle for a little bit. He's been around the league a little bit. You've also got uh, Tanner uh, Gentry on your practice squad. Was, was Forrest Lamp, too? He Was was he? Uh, no, I don't know Forrest Lamp. Uh, Tanner Gentry? But Gentry is, yeah, I know Gentry, there. yeah. Uh, two years ago, we had more players Jacob in the pro. Jacob Hollister. It go, just Hollister. came to me. Very go. Very good. Uh, but two years ago, we had more players in the NFL than Texas did, University of Texas. Wow. We had 16 on rosters That's amazing. Ago. So, and you know the history of, of Joe Tiller and the Wyoming Cowboys. L- let's talk about it a little bit. And like I said, I know less about his Wyoming days because I snatched him up as a Boilermaker fan my whole life when he came to Purdue in 97. Tell us about the Joe Tiller days before he went to Purdue. Well, he when I first started down there, I was working for the football team as a freshman, uh, and Paul Roach was our head coach, and Joe Tiller was our offensive coordinator. What uh, uh, what were you doing with him? Uh, equipment manager. All right, right on. Yeah, great deal for, for anybody listening, those kids out there that can't play football at Division One level. Mm-hmm. Go work with the team. It was a fantastic experience. Traveled all over the country. Uh, saw multiple Heisman Trophy winners play from the sidelines. Uh, it was just a great experience. But uh, Joe then went on to Washington State uh, for a few years, and then Paul Roach retired, and then um, Joe came back mm-hmm. and was our head coach. And he did a fantastic job. He ran a really – You were top 25 at some point, right? Number 10. That high? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in 1988. We went undefeated in the old WAC in 87 and 88. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played Ty Detmer uh, as a freshman. We are playing Oklahoma State at home, and we're uh, concerned about Thurman Thomas for the game. And Thurman Thomas goes down in the uh, second quarter. He's not going to return at halftime, and they put in a freshman named Barry Sanders as his backup. Oh, so. Right, we, we saw Barry play, and then we played them. We played in two consecutive Holiday Bowls, uh, beat the hated, dreaded BYU twice. So, uh, But then Joe went to Purdue, and I told my friends, I said, when Joe goes to Purdue, he's going to win a Rose Bowl. And he did. And it, just because I knew that that offense he ran was so spectacular, and then you drop in you know, Drew Brees in that mix. So was that the basketball and turf offense then he was running at uh, Wyoming? Oh, yeah, God, we put up numbers. I mean, we put up receiving numbers, running numbers, and a, a good, solid, tough defense. Uh, but Joe was a great human being. Uh, he passed away a couple of years ago, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and he, he lived in Buffalo, Wyoming, which is where I was from. Huh, right on. I bought a ranch out there. So good history with, with Joe. 
One of my favorite stories I heard about Joe Tiller, my, my dad is good friends with the color analyst for the Purdue Network, and he was like, yeah, I, I was doing this pregame show with Joe, and I researched, and I asked him about this player, and Joe Tiller looks at me and says, what, are they, what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? <laughs> yeah. That's just the kind of guy Joe Tiller was. So I remember, and I, we, we had a close relationship with Joe, uh, my family and his family. Uh, my dad was his banker, and, and wow, we've okay. known him for a long time. So uh, we get Christmas cards from him and his wife every year. Sure. Um, he, he just, he was so good and so dedicated to his craft. I remember walking into his office, and he had uh, The Art of War was the book he had on his desk. And um, he was using that book as a game plan for how to go out and win football games. So very interesting guy. Great human being. Very nice. What is the game day experience like in Laramie, Wyoming? Well, it's different. Um, we're a very small crowd, but we're very proud. I mean, you're coming from a state with 600,000 people total in the entire state. 500,000 square miles. Uh, when that stadium's full, it's the third largest city in, in the state. Okay. At 33,000. So it's like Nebraska, just on a smaller scale. A lot smaller scale. I mean, I've, I've watched... Because obviously that's how Memorial Stadium is in Lincoln. Oh, my God. That place is something else, man. I, I went to a game a couple of years ago. But, um, you know, there's just a lot of people. It's like a reunion when you go there for a game. You walk through the parking lot, and it takes you 45 minutes to get through the parking lot because you're saying hi to people and, you know, people giving you beers and giving you hugs and haven't seen you for a long time. And, and uh, you know, it's like any other college experience. When that band starts playing and the team comes running out on the field, uh, everything else doesn't matter at that point. Now, was the Josh Allen love very intact in Laramie and then really took off in 2020 and then last year? Oh, Josh is by far our favorite son. We we adore Josh. We always have. I mean, when the kid came in, you know the story. 11 plays in, he breaks his collarbone. Yeah. We'd been through quite a few quarterbacks, so we didn't really know what Josh had. Um, but that following year after his surgery was done and his rehab was done, how could he not be our favorite player out there, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we all love Josh Allen. Um, and he's just such a good kid. I mean, he's pretty, he's real humble. Um, he's just a kid from Firebaugh. Uh, his dad's a cantaloupe farmer, right? Um, he didn't get any Division One scholarships. I mean, you guys all know the story on this, this whole deal. Does he get back to campus much? Uh, I don't know if he does or not. I mean, I don't get back to campus too much either. Laramie's a pretty tough place to get to. to yeah. With you. Um, but, uh, you know, he's just a, he's a good kid, and he's down to earth. Um, and I was talking to one of the coaches, and I said, how do we get Josh? And he said, to be honest with you, we were out there looking for a tight end uh, when he was playing at the, the Juco. At the Juco in California, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and they came back, and I think it was, it was Vegan, his coach, uh, said, hey, we need to take a look at this quarterback. I know we went out to see a tight end, but we should take a look at this. Lo and behold, they bring him up, and everybody slept on Josh Allen his whole life, and he's ne that's never bothered him. He doesn't care. You can sleep on him. He doesn't care. He believes in himself, and he does a hell of a job. Let's go back just a little bit. Talk about his development. What was it like watching him grow from 2018 rookie year? We saw the potential. We saw what he could do. 2019, they make the playoffs. They lose that wild card game to Houston. And then 2020, he finishes second in the MVP voting. What was that like? Well, so 
as I alluded to earlier, everybody was doubting Josh when they picked him, right? Yeah. And so his rookie season, um, I don't know, all the pundits were, oh, we told you so, bad choice, all the rest of that stuff. But if you know anything about Josh, he's, he's a winner. And um, he's, he's going to get better. He'll be better next year. Yeah. I mean, and he should be in the MVP conversation every year. Um, I think he arguably is the best quarterback in the league. Uh, I think he does more for his team than any other quarterback in the league. Um, and he just keeps his head down and grinds. You know, he's a grinder. So it's it's great. Have you ever seen anyone in your entire life that big, 260, 6'5", <laughs> run like a freaking gazelle? <laughs> no, no. I mean, he's a beast. So here we were talking about this earlier. They need to get him a running game. Or some offensive line. Yes. And, and let's go back to that. Josh Allen, a rookie year, didn't have an offensive line that could block no, anybody. He had to run for his life. He, he was he was the offense his rookie year. Yep. And that's a tough place to put a kid that just came out of college, right? He was the offense, period. Well, they thought that, you know, they'd ease him in with Nathan Peterman, but obviously we know how that turned out. Yeah. Um, and, and you can see that coming. So <laughs> if they can get him a running game and an offensive line and – you said you mentioned they picked up Von Miller, which I'm yeah. a big fan of Von Miller being a Broncos fan. Yeah, of course. Um, they, even, I don't know what they paid Von. Was it like forty million dollars or something? A lot. Yeah, it was a lot. And somebody said, "Well, I think gu- guaranteed." Yeah, forty. He. Yeah. They were saying something about, yeah, but he doesn't play much during the regular season. And I said, he would have been worth it the last 13 seconds of the last game they played. Von Miller would have disrupted what Kansas City was doing. Hmm. And so if you got to pay him $40 million and you, you win the Super Bowl, that's probably worth it. So hopefully that works out for, for Buffalo. But it seems like they're, they're increasing uh, the players on the defense. It seems like the talent level is going up this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they did add some offensive linemen. Um, and then in running back, I'm not sure what they're going to be doing at running back this year. Well, you torn then going into this year because the Broncos had one of the best off seasons. Of any team in the NFL. I mean, you got Russell Wilson. I know. You got a quarterback. I so know. how do you feel going in? Your college quarterback is in Buffalo, and then you're a Bronco fan. Well, let's just put it this way. Let's say the AFC uh, championship game is the Bills versus the Broncos. Okay. I don't know what to do. And I, my first game Do you wear a Broncos jersey and a Bills hat or a Josh Allen jersey and a Bronco hat? Well, I mean, since they're in different time zones, I usually wear them both during the day. Right, I'll go back. That's nice, I'll right? Ca- yeah, I'll carry, I'll carry it in, uh, in the car. You got the one o'clock game and the four o'clock <laughs> exactly. game all set up. Yeah, exactly. Hey, by the way, living out here, we well, you kind of know because you've been out here for a little bit. But uh, oh, I love it out here. The sports times, right? I love right? it. They, nobody understands that on, on the East Coast. Come watch Sunday night football and not be tired at work the next day. I know. Brunch with the Bills. Brunch with the Bills. You're you're drinking at nine o'clock in the morning, right? Um, it's the best time to have a touchdown beer. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. So, yeah, I'm pulling for both. I think I think my allegiance would have to be with Josh Allen. That is where I'd go with that. Now, I can't recall. I'd have to look. They haven't announced the official schedule, but I know Bills and Broncos do play each other this year, but I'm not sure if it's in Denver or it'll be in Orchard Park. I kind of hope it's in Orchard Park and I try to get out there. Yeah. That'd, That'd be, be your first Bills game to go to. That'd yeah, be a good one. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my younger son who's over there, his first Bills game was against Denver in 2019. All right, nice. So what's the game day experience like? I've, I've talked to people uh, from Buffalo, and they kind of give me a sense of what that game day experience is like. But 
it sounds absolutely insane, especially the Sunday night games. I heard it's kind of a shit show after those Sunday night games because it's like 1 o'clock in the morning when you get back, right? You've been drinking yeah. all day long. So I, I, I can tell you this. I grew up in the college football scene, uh, lived 20 minutes outside Ann Arbor, Michigan. Let me set the record straight. Not a Michigan fan at all. All right. Boilermakers. But uh, I love tailgating. Tailgate scene was fun at U of M. Dwarfs in comparison to Buffalo. Yeah. Um, just the smells from the tailgate, the foods, the fires. Uh, Pinto Ron getting squirted with ketchup and mustard. Yeah. It, we'll see if they return that tradition. It's just a party everywhere you turn around. Everywhere something different is going on, something unique is going on, and you just take it all in and bask in it. I mean, that's that's so fantastic. I was talking to a friend of mine that works for Royal Logistics at, out there in Buffalo, and he said you uh, rent people's front yard to park in. Yep. And that's what I grew up doing for Michigan football games. My folks would pay 20 bucks. Park in someone's yard. My uh, my cousin Kevin, his house is on the other side of Bill's property. So Bill's property, Kevin's house. So I park for free at my my third cousin's house up there in uh, Orchard Park. That's crazy. I've never seen anything like that. So what's your take on the new uh, stadium? I like it because outdoor, I prefer. You lose home field advantage if you make an indoor stadium. Yeah. You keep an orchard park, you keep the tailgate there. Uh, I think it would suffer infrastructure-wise if they moved it to downtown Buffalo. I love downtown Buffalo, but I think they did the right thing keeping an orchard park. Um, and right now I don't live there, so I don't have to pay for it. So I'm okay with it now. I'm talking about moving to Buffalo, so I might get a little more salty on taxes and everything if I move there and have to pay for the stadium. But as an outsider right now, I'm glad to know that the Buffalo Bills are locked into being Buffalo at least 34 more years. Yeah. Well, so how do you feel about the ownership group there? Uh, it's a mixed bag because I've loved what they've done with the Bills, but the Sabres is an absolute mess. I've heard that. Fortunately, I'm a Red Wings fan, so it's okay, but yeah. they're a mess too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And the Bronco ownership's going through a change right now too, which. Uh, well, how is that too? You have a legend involved with John Elway, and I felt like they've never actually. They. They've never developed a quarterback since they John. Have not. They never have. They did. We, we Bandy we, quarterbacks. We we hire them. We hire Peyton Manning. Yep. Russell Wilson yep. now. Yep. So and we'll win games. Is that just how it's going to have to be? Well, what if it is? And we win Super Bowls. I mean, what do I care? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> right? right. Do I need to see development from a quarterback? It'd be nice. But wouldn't it be nice, like, to have a Josh Allen where uh, we have this guy for fifteen years? The Broncos could have had him. And Brad Chubb instead? And here's the I deal. Th I think Bradley Chubb was a good pick, though. He's not. He's You no, don't think so? No. no. He's he's just not putting up the numbers he needs to. But uh, Wyoming, fans, Wyoming fans are all like, oh, the Broncos could have had him. You know what? The Broncos would have ruined him. They would have ruined Josh Allen. Yeah? Yep. So I'm glad he went to Buffalo and not Denver. Isn't it a blessing probably he uh, didn't go to the Jets because. Uh, oh, my God. Speaking of, I, don't you feel bad for Sam Darnold? I mean, he's a friend of Josh Allen, and they it feel like they have no plan around him. They took him. We're going to build around him. We're Le'Veon Bell, wonderful. I mean, what a mess. Oh, it's an absolute mess. It's just It shows you how important it is to get with the right team, and Josh Allen and Buffalo are a match made in heaven. There's just no doubt about it. And, so, and the importance of a good culture, too, I think that means a lot as well. It does. Plus, I think he helps build that culture, right? Oh, and I see somebody wearing a Josh Allen potato shirt. 
I got a Josh Allen potato sweatshirt. Right on. I have to explain it to everybody. All right. Another tie to the Buffalo Bills. Nathaniel Hackett, former Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Now your head coach. Yeah, right. And we're super excited about yeah. that, too. I like Nate Hackett. I thought he did a fine job. Uh, not a fan of his head coach and Doug Moron, but, you know. Well, uh, nothing you can do with that, right? But I think uh, Hackett and Wilson are going to be a really nice match together. Um, he's bringing – I don't know why the Broncos were into hiring 75-year-old white guys to coach. <laughs> yeah, I like Vic Fangio, but why? Oh, he was terrible. Yeah. Was he a placeholder? Is that why they brought him in? Hey, he, he's paid his dues. Let's give him a job until we find the guy no, we I really don't, want. No, I don't think so. No? I think they truly thought they had the best spec to get up. And they wanted to go with defense. But now they've got an off offensive-minded head coach, and I think that's going to help us out a tremendous amount. What's the thoughts on John Fox now in Denver? Well, that's an interesting one. Good call on that. Because um, I loved him when he was in Carolina. I think the, I think the players love playing for him. And uh, I think he's a really good guy. And he got us to a Super Bowl, and we got our asses kicked. Uh, my, my heart sunk that day. I can't stand Seattle because of what Pete Carroll did to USC. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. going to sanction me? Oh, now I'm going to the NFL. Yeah, right, exactly. But, uh, I mean, the first play out, and we've got a safety right oh, out of the game. Yeah. And if you would have bet that prop bet, I mean, you would have made a shit ton of money, right? First play of the game is a, uh, a safety? Yeah. Oh, my God. What are the odds of that? But uh, that really seemed to kind of disappoint everybody was how we just rolled over in that Super Bowl. And uh, you bring back, you know, Gary Kubiak, who's loyal to the, to the uh, Broncos, always has been. And... Um, you know, we get our Super Bowl win, and then we, you know, basically have to disband everything after that. So, John Fox, I like John Fox. Yep. But he's he's kind of unmemorable, to be honest with you. And then, what, Kubiak after him, and then was there someone before Fangio? I'm yeah, it was uh, the defensive coordinator for the uh, Cardinals now. Is it Van was Van Vance Joseph? Joseph? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, they, they, the organization didn't do anything to help him out either. They really didn't. Uh, it was it was too bad to see that, and then Vic Fangio came in and he talked about uh, it's going to be death by inches, and that team made more mistakes. They just they were not well prepared. I I feel like living out here. I'm the closest to Denver I've ever lived. Maybe when I lived in Lincoln, I was obviously closer. Yeah. But what's the game be experience like in Denver? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it was better in the old Mile High Stadium. Okay. Oh, and I went to games there. And then so, pre-Invesco Field. Yeah, everything. pre Invesco Field. Uh, it was a rickety old stadium that made lots of noise. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, the fan base has sort of been turned off a little bit over these last couple of years. Um, we would go in there, and uh, they would say, today's attendance is 73,000, blah, blah, blah. 425 no-shows, and then everybody booed the people that didn't show up. The 425 people that didn't show up. Well, that number's now 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 people. Um, and it just doesn't have the luster that it used to have. But uh, still, great game day experience. You've got every microbrewery in the world within walking distance. Oh, jeez. Right? So um, plenty of beer to be had and, and uh, good fans, knowledgeable fans. Um, it, it doesn't sound anything like Buffalo tailgate. but I, I, I feel like, though, if the Bills are in Denver, I'm tempted to just go to that game because I'd like to experience going to a game at Mile High. Oh, it's a great, it's a great atmosphere and great fans. Um, I think you'd really enjoy it. I do. I'm very, very tempted. Um, well, plus, 
I'm a huge South Park fan, and they bought oh Casper Bonitas. So. I know. Have you, you've never been to Casper I've never been in a Casper That was a Denver secret until South Park came out, right? Is that what it was? Oh, okay. yeah, absolutely. And and we and the food was terrible. That's Yeah. It's awful. That's I, what I've been told. People yep. get sick on the food that's in there, and yet we always go to Casper They got a gorilla that jumps off of rocks into a water. <laughs> Um, they used to have a little flag that you'd raise if you wanted more sopapillas. We had a place like that in Dallas called Poncho's, similar concept. Yeah. Okay. I, you raise it up and bring on the sopapillas, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, they, they took that then directly from Casa Bonita. Um, it's just the oddest place ever. I have great memories, uh, and also the food's terrible. Well, they just got, like, a renowned chef. Why? They shouldn't. They said we want to take everything and just keep it the same, but make it better. Uh, nah, just keep it the same. It would be better if it's, it was bad. Yeah, exactly. It would be better if it was bad. Very it, interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's on my list this year. All right, Denver. Uh, if not South Park Fest, maybe Bills Broncos. Yeah. You're going to do well at either one of those. All right, bud, I'm going to go grab another drink. Good Thanks so much. I enjoyed it very much. I did too. I enjoyed it. We'll take a break with more to come here from Bills Fest 2022 in Lake Pleasant, Arizona, here on the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car. Which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. Welcome back to the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast live here at Bills Fest 2022 in Lake Present. Tani and Hannah joining us here. Yay! Oh my God. So it's fun to do this right now because it's the off season. We don't have games, so... Mm-hmm. We're here celebrating the Buffalo Bills, and there's, yeah, we got sacred uh, commodities there in the head cup, yes. So uh, here, uh, you know, it's Bills Fest. It's it's fun to talk Buffalo Bills here in, in April. We haven't Absolutely. even hit the draft yet. I'm excited for the draft. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, how are you excited about uh, the roster here right now? We got Von Miller. Uh, yeah. Gates re-signed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting time to be a Bills fan? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Always. Absolutely. Always. And you want to know the best thing is they're going all out and Super Bowl is going to be here in Arizona. Oh, my God. I can't wait. They better make I, it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it. So, Bills could potentially be here for the Super Bowl right. next year. Absolutely. All right, let's say if that were to happen, let's talk hypotheticals here. 
What do you do then that whole week? I go. Yeah, go. go. I save up my entire like three, three paychecks, paychecks yeah. before the Super Bowl, and I get just the best seat I can get. Okay. Ticketmaster, people. Yep. Ticketmaster. So, I think I was talking with you a little bit beforehand. Favorite players right now, you said Hyde, Poyer, and... Jordan Poyer, Hyde, and my guy Beasley, who is no longer on our team. So but sad. he's not on any team, so... Yeah, that's true. He's not on any team. Could be back, maybe. And he's, he's still technically getting paid by the Bills, so... Yes, he is. He's still collecting money. How about you? Favorite player? Uh, <laughs> I couldn't... Probably, I'd have to... Probably the same. I would... Poyer and Hyde. Yeah, probably. Not our franchise quarterback, Mr. Josh Allen? Mm. Or Diggs? Oh. Or Mr. Knox? There's too many. Yeah, I know. I, like, I can't choose. Well, Poyer's trying to get a contract now. we got a shiny new agent, yeah. Drew Rose, in the house. Uh, do we pay him? Is, is that what you want as, as a fan of Jordan Poyer? Yes, I would really like to see him get a contract renewed, but I would also like to see how much, um, what is it, cap space we have? Yeah, yeah. Brandon Mead is making some really big moves. I feel like it's getting a little bit tight here. I'm not sure how he's doing it either. Uh, Doug either. Whaley threw money at people and it didn't go so well. Somehow he's managed to turn stuff into bonuses where it's not hitting our cap. Yeah. I don't know, this is time to be a Bills fan. Um, Tell us a little about yourselves here. How long have you been Buffalo Bills fans? Um, well, my dad grew up in Buffalo, and he moved out here to Arizona. Um, so I've kind of just grown up to be a Bills fan. It's been in the family. He kind of, like, forced it on us slowly. Every Christmas he would get that one Christmas present, Bills. But I actually really got into the Bills, like, just this current season. Um, I just saw, like, how amazing Bills Mafia is and, like, just how awesome our fan base is. Mm -hmm. And then I saw the players, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is this is an amazing team, man. So so you haven't been to a game in Buffalo yet? No, I haven't. I haven't no. been to a football game at all. There's so much fun. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So the Super Bowl could potentially be yeah, your first. Yeah, the oh Super Bowl could be my first game. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how about you, Tani? So it's kind of like the same thing. My mom grew up in Long Island, so she's been a Bills fan. Her dad was a Bills fan, so she that's how she got into the Bills. And then I was like, I've always like learned and learned things throughout with her. I would watch the games when I was younger and just currently like grew up and like, I just currently recently like got into them, like probably last season maybe. Um, okay. But I we went to Buffalo two times and went to games uh, in Buffalo, which is amazing, but... Pray, praying for the Super Bowl here. We'll all see. Right. So yeah. all three of us here, we're all in the same boat here. We're all children of parents who mm -hmm. grew up in New yeah. York or Western New York. Yeah, and, and it's funny because my daddy actually grew up in Long Island, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Long Island and yet a fan five hours away there in Buffalo. All yeah. right, that's mm -hmm. fantastic. What, what's the story behind that? Growing up in Long Island, your mom, your dad, how was it that they became Bills fans? Was it because, I've heard New York City fans say, because they're the only team that plays yes. actually in the state of New York. Yes. Yeah, I think, I honestly think it's that. I think because, you know, Buffalo Bills are the only real New York team, and then also just because of how amazing the people are. Yeah. yeah the fan base and everything, too. Plus, my, my dad's dad, my granddad, he used to... Um, work for the games i don't know how he was like some cfo of some hospital or whatever so okay. he would do like charity and stuff sure. like that yeah so that's pretty much how he got into it 
Right on. Well, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, but my dad is from Buffalo, so yeah, yeah I was amongst Lions fans. At least you're amongst Cardinal fans. They're probably a bit nicer than Lions fans, but <laughs> not really. Well, the Cardinals have been to the Super Bowl. Lions have never been to a Super Bowl yet. They were talking on me back then. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So, what do you think this year? Is, is this the year? I know we're already talking about Glendale. But I think we're going to go the distance. Seriously, I really do. Third, third year. We'll, we'll wish and wish and high, but hopefully hopefully something happens. Yeah. McDermott said four years in the making. Maybe this is five, six years in the making. <laughs> we'll, we'll, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. Part of it, I think, was getting, you know, the culture in place. Uh, yeah. You know, people want to be here. You get Von Miller, who could have gone back to Denver, could have stayed yeah. in L.A., mm-hmm. and he chose to come to Buffalo, obviously, Got a lot of money out of it, but oh, yeah, definitely. that's part of being the best at your position in the NFL. Yeah, I think Allen played a huge part in Vaughn coming over to our side. So were you familiar at least with the Bills when Josh Allen was starting? We were still very raw, still developed, and the national media was just naysaying, naysaying, naysaying until he broke out back in 2020 and really last year as well? Sort of. I mean, like, I would sometimes watch the games with my dad at home, but I only like just recently started watching the games like my first game that I actually went to bonfire with the Bills backers and watched the game was the first Kansas City game week five okay the one that we won where yeah. we hurdled that dude <laughs> so yes. that was my first real game but okay he Josh Allen has come a long way mm-hmm. oh my goodness a long way amazing quarterback so what do you think, uh, win-loss-wise, is going to happen this year? I know they haven't reached the official schedule. We know who the opponents are this year. Yeah. Uh, playing the AFC West this year, playing the <laughs> NFC North. What do you think? How do the Bills uh, slate, at least during the regular season this year? Yeah. The way-too-soon predictions. <laughs> I think we. there are a few teams we definitely need to watch out for. People keep telling me that the Dolphins are not a secured win anymore with the fact that they got Tyree Kill. Man. But I keep... Yeah, man, I keep saying it's like, you can have Tyreek Hill, but if your quarterback sucks, like, mm-hmm. there's no, if you yeah. can't get the ball to the receiver, there's no, there's no point. Well, wouldn't you rather face Tyreek Hill twice a year with Tua at quarterback than face him once a year with Patrick with, Mahomes? Yes, I definitely would. And that's another thing I was going to say is we still have to watch out for Kansas City. I mean, they did get rid of a star player, Tyreek Hill, like we said, but I still think we need to watch out for him. Absolutely. So is that the maybe the biggest thing in the Bills' way of winning the Super Bowl in the Ellie's or the AFC Championship is Kansas City? Oh, def- absolutely. The the Kansas City is basically the new Patriots for us, the new Dolphins, like how they used to be. They We definitely need to watch out for them because we win against them when it doesn't matter. Like, like yeah, winning against them in, in Week 5 was great, and that was amazing because we proved to the NFL that we can beat them. But we still lose when it actually matters, yeah. you know? We didn't even make it as far as we did last year in 2020. Well, both of you are more recent Bills fans. Do you still have any, uh, you know, sense of how much Tom Brady has hated in Buffalo? Oh, oh I, Okay, that is one thing that I grew up with my yep, entire life. Yep. Is like, hate Tom Brady, hate Tom Brady, hate, hate, <laughs> no, hate Tom Brady. Like, that man, I cannot look at that man and not physically cringe when I see him. <laughs> Like, mm-mm, no, so it, no, ma'am. It's a slightly different story in my family. They're fans of the University of Michigan, which is where Tom where Brady played from, ball. Yeah. And my brother, a diehard Michigan fan, diehard Bills fan, hates Tom Brady. So, as he should. As he should. Bills come first. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right, so 
if the Bills were to make it to the Super Bowl here in Glendale, who would you want them to play? The team with I the want win. them. Okay, everybody keeps saying this, but I want them to play the Buccaneers because mm. boohoo, Brady's coming back from retirement. Wee, you know. I want Josh Allen to beat Tom Brady in the that Super Bowl with the crowd of however many the that the Full Cardinal back. Stadium can fill, you know. I want him to be humiliated. I want the camera on him when he chucks his helmet or chucks his <laughs> iPad or whatever. I want him to be absolutely crushed. Same thing for you, Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm kind of curious. Would it be fun if, if Arizona, a home team, made it to the Super Bowl and we beat them on their home turf? That would, oh my God, I would never live any Cardinal fan I see Ooh. and live that down. Like, I would always be wearing something Bills, like my keychain, my lanyard, wow. some socks, my hat that I've got on now. I would always go out with Bills gear if we want to get the Cardinals. Bills gear. I would never let them live that down, ever. Yeah. Well, ladies, thanks so much for joining us. Talk about, uh, is this your first Bills Fest? Yeah, this is my ber- first Bills Fest. Mine too, okay. This is like, uh, like maybe like my third or fourth. So, All right, well, can you tell us some tales of uh, Bill's Fest of yours? Yes, tell us, please. <laughs> um, well, this is honestly the first year where there hasn't been as many people as, like, the past years. Like, it would be packed, um, but it's been pretty chill, like, today at least, and I don't know. But I'm just waiting for the band to come. It'll hopefully be more hype and more people will show up. But I hope more people show up. Mm-hmm. I like talking to people. Especially, yeah, Bill's people, anything with Bill's. Oh, too. yeah. Love Bills fans. They're so nice. Mm-hmm. All right, so you've been up to Buffalo plenty. Hannah, have you been up to Buffalo much no. at all? No. Okay, so we went to we went to New Jersey for vacation in 2016. We took a ferry to New York, but it was New York City. And yeah. we were only there for like two hours, and then we went back to Jersey. I was so So upset. you've been in the state of New York, but I, five yeah, hours yeah, from exactly. Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right, so Tani, you've been to Buffalo a couple times. Mm-hmm. or How many times would you say in your Twice. lifetime? Only twice, twice. okay. Have you had a chance to sample the local fare there? Uh, No, I have not, no. You haven't had wings or beef on black or? We went to, uh, I forgot what the name was called, but it was like this, like, um, it's like this wing place, and I think it's like, uh, I can ask my mom where it was. Duff's or Anchor Bar? Yeah, Duff's. Duff's. Yep. And, oh my god, the wings are amazing. The one right there, (laughs) one of the original Mm, Chictawaga, that's from there. Yep. I remember, um. We went there, and I was up for maybe, like, 32 hours, like, with the plane, like, flight and everything, and I passed out on the table. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was so tired. I, I ate food, and I was out. <laughs> but their wing, oh, my God, they're to die for. I highly recommend it. Buffalo food is where it's at. Uh-huh. Even though I wouldn't know. I and then, do- sorry, there was this, uh, we went to, they had, like, honeycomb. If you haven't had honeycomb, it's so good. No. It's like this, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like this, it's not like actually like honeycomb like you can think of from like honey, but it's mm-hmm. like this airy candy dipped in chocolate. Oh, I think I, uh, yeah. sponge candy. Yeah, sponge candy. Yeah, some people, yeah, sponge candy honeycomb. It's so good. And we got it there. I, we would ship it from that location to here because it was so good. I'm curious, did you try pizza logs by any chance when you're in Buffalo? No, I did not. No. Well, I spent a hundred dollars <laughs> shipping them from Niagara down to Niagara. Surprise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, hopefully, it was like ninety some pizza logs. So we'll see if they last our family hopefully. until That's this season. Mm-hmm. That's a good amount. I was like, it's the same amount of money I would have spent getting that quantity from Wegmans. So 
Yeah. I also have a comment. I saw this on Twitter. Do you know Alton Brown? Yeah. He's I've, like some mm -hmm. famous chef or whatever. He went to Buffalo yes. and tried wings. And he said that the wings were amazing or whatever. But the tweets, it was so funny. Somebody said, I love how we can tell like where he's eaten from just by like the inside <laughs> of the yeah. box. And then another thing was like he hasn't even tried like the best wings and they started like listing off places that he should try. I was like, that's amazing. Alright, well next time either of you go first time, third time, uh, Gabriel's Gate, downtown Buffalo in the Allentown part. Mm. That's before Josh Allen is called Allentown, go yeah. figure. But uh, wings are amazing there, but go to Bar Bill. There's Bar -Bill. the originals in East Aurora, but right by the airport in Clarence, there's a Bar Bill there right off of I think either Transit Road or Sheridan Drive. Do that. Beef on Whack, of course. Did you have beef on Whack when no. you know? Are you into roast beef? Mm, not, not a fan, but I'm always down to try everything. Try it once in Buffalo because uh, Anything it, it might blow your mind. Uh, <laughs> just, just a little bit. Tribals in West Seneca. Okay. Out of this world. Very good. And then Charlie the Butcher is one of the more notorious yeah. beef on white place. So, so what I'm hearing is during next season, we just go to Buffalo and try all these food places and go to a game. I'll go with you. I'll <laughs> go with you. Go. During training camp. I want to go someday during training camp. We have to go on the field, too. I went on the field yeah. after the game. <gasps> you yeah. On the field? Yeah, on the field. Wow. I had pictures and everything. On In the Orchard Park. Mm -hmm. oh. it, was, it was amazing. I want to go before they finish building the new stadium. Yes. Like, I want to go to the OG stadium. I would go. I would go, but I, I think I'm going to already make my plans. I want to be there game one at the new stadium. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I, I still have my season tickets at the current stadium, so we'll see how expensive they are yeah. at the oh new Lord, stadium. Yeah. What do you think about the new stadium, the idea of a new stadium in Buffalo? Uh, I honestly, I think they deserve it. I think the, the team deserves a new stadium. Um, It'll keep them in Buffalo for yeah, at least 34 yeah, yeah. more years. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Honestly, I... Like, just thinking about that, like, gives me the ick. It's like, I can't imagine the Bills being somewhere else. Like, yeah. the Bills belong in Buffalo. Exactly. Period. End of story. They do not belong anywhere else. Mm -hmm. How about you, Tani? What do you think? What do you think? I say, I, I'm an OG kind of person. I say keep it with the original kind of stuff. Like, they do des deserve a new stadium, but it's just the older stadium. It just, it's just more personal. For, like the bills and everything a lot of good and bad memories yeah, <laughs> yeah. probably I, I would think you would agree but would you say that being a buffalo bills fan is more about than just watching the buffalo bills play football absolutely mm -hmm. i say it's more like it's more of the people and like the like the it's people a community, right? yeah yes. exactly non-bills mm -hmm. fans just won't understand how like close and everything they we don't are. get it mm -mm. We literally are the best fandom There's in the There's literally, NFL. like, how many people here just celebrating for the Bills and chilling. Yeah, like, we were we were in Tawny's mom's truck just driving around. They saw our hat. They were like, go Bills! Mm -hmm. And we were like, go Bills! Every time, every time awesome. I'm out and, like, my mom or I were wearing Bills stuff or seeing other people wear Bills stuff, we're like, go Bills! And we're like, yeah, go Bills! No hesitation. Exactly. No hesitation. We're just all so, all so close. Even if, like, complete strangers, we're still close because bills yeah exactly you, you see that person with a shirt the hat and you're just like i already yeah, like that exactly. person yeah, i did the same thing to you when you came into my store i was like hey bills fan you're mm -hmm. like yeah and we found out we went to bonfire I was like wow crazy small, small world. world all right so hannah t <laughs> tell us a little bit about memorabilia since you're in the memorabilia Ooh. business <laughs> okay well, memorabilia it's i didn't really get it at first but now i understand because like 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 it says it's like a piece of a memory like somebody signing something like 
I remember my first time walking into the store that I work at and seeing that Cyan Thurman Thomas football. I got, I got so excited because my dad, he's like huge Bill fan, even bigger than I am. He got, I got so excited. I was like, Mom, we have, like, we need to get this for Dad because Christmas was coming up. Sure. So it's like we we have to get this. Memorabilia is just so nice. <laughs> I, it's expensive, but but it's worth it. Before she like before she worked there, I got like three things for my mom for Christmas at that store. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they have such okay. cool stuff there. Yeah. And are are you the same way then that if you you're out somewhere and you just randomly see something bills, you're instantly attracted. You mm -hmm. might be likely to buy it. I mean, that's yeah. how I am. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You see it, you're just like the temptation. Like there's <laughs> a new new thing bills. It's it's okay. It's because. Yeah, Bills. like you can't say no. And it's like we live in Arizona, so there's not. It's not like you're gonna find a lot of Bill stuff. Exactly. Like, when I walked into that store, I was like, Oh my God, there's Bill stuff here. Like mm -hmm. what? That's <laughs> oh like across the country. Why is there Bill stuff here? Especially signed Bill stuff. I was mm -hmm. like, This is insane. And now that the team, I would say, is relevant, being you know we've made the playoffs in all but one year of McDermott's tenure here. Yeah, exactly. That we're starting to, like. I love the feeling of going into a store and seeing Bill's mm -hmm. jerseys, seeing Dick's yeah, jerseys, exactly. Josh Allen jerseys. Yep. Becoming yep. more known and everything. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's another reason why I want to go to Buffalo because oh I gosh. have a friend that I made that actually came into my store and he used to live in Buffalo. They have a thrift shop, like specifically Buffalo Bills, and you can literally find anything there. Like you can find vintage jackets that are Buffalo Bills, huh. like sign signed jerseys. He got a Poyer signed jersey for fifty dollars there. Uh, fifty dollars. Where was this? I, I don't remember. I'm gonna have to hit him up and ask him, but fifty dollars for a Poyer jersey, like come signed on. too. Yes, yeah, signed. And he got he's got like Sabres gear from there. Wow. Crazy. Like he got a Sabres retro jersey for less than a hundred. And this was in Sanity. Buffalo we got yeah, it, he said? Was, this was in Buffalo. I'm wondering if there's a store called Dave and Adams. Does that sound familiar? Maybe. Huge uh, memorabilia store in Williamsville on Sheridan Drive. So if you're in Buffalo, remember Dave and Adams. Yeah. I, oof. A hockey jersey for less than 100. It was retro. That's retro. Like, you don't find that. <laughs> I'm partial. I like the red and black Sabres jerseys. Oh, me too, definitely. Like back in the yeah. Dominic Hasek days. Yeah. yeah, my my favorite is the uh, the 50th anniversary, the gold. Oh yeah. I wanted to get that for my dad, but I didn't have a job at the time, so there was no way. <laughs> there was no way. And speaking of Dominic, in my store we actually have a signed Dominic puck, but it was when he played for the Red Wings. It's not a it's not a Sabres. Puck. I'm a Red Wings fan though. Oh, oh well, you God. might as well go up there. I, and I'm a weird it. one. I like the Red Wings and the Sabres. I grew up in Detroit, so how can oh, I not be yeah, yeah. a Red Wings fan when we were winning Stanley Cups and yeah. Got Hashik for uh, what was the second round pick in uh, Kozlov? Yeah, um, I remember those days. All right, we'll have to talk then after this. Then Hashik autograph Red Wings. Mm, I'm intrigued. Go nicely with my autograph Chris Osgood puck as well. All right, right on. All right, final thoughts here on the Bills going into this 2022 season. I know the draft is around the corner, training camp coming up. Yep. What do you think, ladies? I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping for a good team. Just. Make it to the Super Bowl, hopefully. Honestly, I'm I'm pretty confident. Like, uh, I for I forget his name. It's the guy that created 26 shirts, but he 
yes. I was watching a video and he was like, my the fear of my Bills fandom or whatever is over. It's like I don't feel fear going mm-hmm. into this new season. Like I feel really We're confident. ready. Yeah. Like it's not it's not cockiness. I feel confident. Like with a franchise quarterback, with Diggs getting re-signed, we have Von Miller. I'm I'm ready for good things to happen. I'm ready mm-hmm. for some good plays. Hannah, Tani, thanks so much for coming talking You're Buffalo Bills with you. us. Looking forward to it. Go Bills. Go Bills. That's right on. We'll take a break with more to come here from Bills Fast 2022 in Lake Pleasant, Arizona, here on the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Passing gas in the presence of others is not only inappropriate. That is so foul. It can be deadly. Passing gas releases a fog of carbon monoxide. Grandpa! And other poisonous fumes that could contribute to asthma and pneumonia. You're killing us over here. Kids shouldn't be exposed to secondhand smoke. Don't pass gas. Take it outside. All right, and it was a lot of fun covering Bills Fest 2022. Want to thank everyone involved, including John McCartney, the president of the Buffalo Bills Wild West chapter. Uh, big thanks to him and everything he's did. Big thanks to Mark Maddox and his charity, uh, especially for the uh, being uh, the cornhole tournament. A lot of fun there. So big thanks to everyone who uh, was able to join us here. An interview with Mark Conti, uh, Mark from Wyoming, uh, Hannah and Tani, uh, some new upcoming Bills fans, and of course uh, Jason Gordon here, who a fantastic musician, did a great job. Make sure you check him out as well. Thanks again for joining us here. It was a great time to be at Buffalo Bills Fest 2022. This has been the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. This has been the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast, an R Street Media production.